God's People podcast there, our own app. Tune in to Sealing God's People. Or go to the website, sealinggodspeople.org, with your host, Dennis Beard. We've been talking about sealing ever since the Lord visited us on 19th of January, 2019, saying, seal my people by my word. Now, we've been uh, doing the podcast since then, and many of you have responded. We're uh, urging you to contact us as the body of Christ comes into one in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God in this proceeding word, present truth, that is flowing from God's throne now to those that have an ear to hear. Present truth of the word is man shall live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now that is present truth. It's not a word from uh, Pentecost 2,000 years ago. It is a present truth. In other words, walking in the light as he's in the light. So we have in Proverbs, Proverbs 4, the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more until the perfect day. That lets us know that the glory goes higher and higher from faith to faith, from glory to glory, in the body of Christ, growing up into him and all things, and all things are the things of faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. That is the faith. And Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. When the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, he'll speak of me. For all that the Father has given is given unto me. And he will speak of me and show you things that will come to pass. The things are the things of faith. Paul put it this way. I have not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things that God hath prepared for them that love him, but is revealed by the Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Now, all things are in Christ, in the revelation of Christ. We know that Jesus said, I liken to him to be a wise man that dig deep and founded a rock. Now, we know the rock is Christ. In Matthew 16, when Jesus said, who to his disciples, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? His disciples said, some say, you're John the Baptist, Isaiah, Jeremiah, one of the other prophets. Then he said, but who do you say I am? that I am that I am. Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Simon bar Jonah called him by his earthly name. Simon, to hear and understand, bar son of Jonah, his earthly worldly name. Simon bar Jonah, flesh and blood had not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Thou art Peter. He changes his name. A change is happening. Now, the change of that name, Simon Bar-Jonah, to Peter was a change of raiment, a change of glory, a change in revelation in Peter because Peter had that revelation, not from his intellect, not because the Lord said, hey, I want to tell you who I am because it came directly from God himself, the Father of glory, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty Elohim. And he said, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Now, if Jesus is the Father, why did he reference the Father in heaven? Because Jesus is in a humiliated state. 
has made himself as spirit of no reputation to make of him a servant, to add to him a servant, which is God himself. We find that in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, that he was made in the likeness of man, God himself, fashioned as a man. We find that the Lord tells us exactly who he is in Isaiah 43, 10. For he says, thus saith the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, that is the Tetragrammaton, the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand, not the nominations, not so-called prophets or apostles or whatever, but God himself. We must have the revelation from the Lord God himself. Simon Bar-Jonah, flesh and blood had not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Just as Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. I didn't receive it of man. That's the reason he said in 1 John 2, 20, you have no need that any man teach you, for you have an unction from the Holy One, that Christ in you, the Holy Ghost. Well, but the Holy Ghost uses men. Yes, but it's Christ speaking through those men. As Paul said, as you seek a truth of Christ speaking through me. So a minister, by simply bringing a letter to you, kills. But through the life of the Spirit, through the Holy Ghost, a proceeding word, a throne room word, Christ through that minister, makes it a living word, a rhema word, a present truth flowing from the throne of God. And that's what's happening now in the sealing of God's people. It's not the letter back in Pentecost. Certainly that was truth. But if we linger there some 2,000 years ago and don't move forward to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ unto a perfect man, then we're backsliding. We're building up groves where God used to move and there were prophets of the grove. Well, yes, God did move there, and they literally plant a grove where God did move, but yet he's moved on. Well, there's prophets of Baal, which is prosperity, saying peace when there is no peace. Then there's the prophets of the grove where God used to move, but has since moved on higher in glory and truth to the body of Christ. So at this point, Simon Bar-Jonah, he calls him his earthly name in Matthew 16. Flesh and blood have not revealed this unto thee. What? Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The truth that needs to be the foundation in every church broke down where every individual believer can explain and know and understand the doctrine of Christ, who he is why he came. Who is this Christ? It behooved Christ to suffer, die, be buried, rise, rise again, and that repentant, repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name. It behooved Christ to suffer, and that repentance and remission of sins shall be preached in his name. What is Christ's name? Jesus, Jehovah's salvation. 
Well, that is the foundation rock of the church, and we have to dig deep. So there's different levels in this revelation of Christ. We're to know the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. That grace given to us. And to do that, we understand that Christ is the Father of glory. First and foremost, he is that spirit. We find that in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11. That the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come unto us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. So Moses, Samuel, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, 14 minor prophets all the way to Malachi. They prophesied by the spirit of Christ that was in them. It was not them. It's not just a man with an intellect writing down what he thought was a doctrine or apologetics. But literally the Holy Ghost, God himself, Christ through the man writing and through the unction of that Holy One. So now it's a thorough nuptus, a God-breathed word of God. Not just a word of a man's intellect, but in fact, in truth, the word of God. And the revelation given there of the foundation of the church is Christ. Simon Barjona, flesh and blood, has not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. What was the revelation? Thou art the Christ, not a Christ, the Christ, the Christ that should come into the world, the Hamashiach, the Messiah, God manifest in flesh. You're it. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. The Son is capitalized because that is that spirit. Of God is the manifestation of the flesh. That Son of God is that thing conceived as of the Holy Ghost. That's a body of flesh and blood. Son of God. Son is that spirit of God is the body of flesh and blood. He didn't say God the Son. That would make the Son of God the body of flesh and blood, deity. That would make divine flesh, which is an oxymoron. Therefore, God himself had to make himself of no reputation, humble himself, made himself of no reputation, not some reputation, no reputation. Why? Because he's going to work his spirit. He's going to work as a servant. As a man, because by one man's disobedience, sin came to the world, and death by sin, therefore by one man. So God will become that man. So as we get into this revelation of Christ, and of that whole book from Genesis to Revelation, is Christ. Christ is every office of the Spirit, the Father, the Word, the Holy Ghost. He is the El Shaddai, the Elohim. He is all the Jehovah titles. Jehovah Maskedim, Jehovah Nidishkinu, Jehovah, Jehovah Rofika, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Sham, all the titles. Christ is all and in all. Christ is God. In every office of the Spirit is Christ. Christ is that Spirit. He is the Spirit of God. And whatever title you want to give it, based upon the function of that Spirit, be it Father, which is the administrative office of the Spirit, Word, which is the expression office of that same Spirit, revealing the thought, plan, purpose, and will of God, the Holy Ghost, the power office of that same Spirit, Son of God, the redemption office of that same Spirit, 
son of man, the kingdom office of that same spirit, only one spirit. Well, Christ is that spirit and every office of that spirit. So that's the foundation of the church. There is no other foundation that can be laid than what is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ covers it all. Because all things were made by him. Without him was anything made that was made. He is the word. But we find that in Colossians 1, 16 and 17, that all things, Jesus Christ created all things, whether it be thrones, principalities, powers, things visible, invisible. All of this was, was created by Jesus Christ and for him and for his good pleasure. So it's a work of the ministry that he came to bring many sons unto glory. Not just himself. He's always been God and always will be God. But whom he did foreknow, them he did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. His son is his manifestation of God himself. A different office of the spirit, yes. A different person, no. Same person, same spirit. John 10, 30, and my father are one. Well, that in that fullness of time, God sent forth his son. How? The word. He sent his word and healed him. He sent his word and the word was made flesh. The word is God. It's revealing his thought, plan, purpose, and will. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. Things. Things seen and the things which are not seen, which are eternal. All were made by him. So, therefore, nature itself will stand. They'll have no excuse because it reveals his eternal power in Godhead, Romans 1. So, in that revelation of Christ, Peter said it, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are God. You are the Lord Jehovah God Almighty that has always been and always will be God. But now you are that Messiah that should come into the world, God himself that is revealed, Emmanuel, God with us. You're it. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Now we have several ecumenical councils. The Council of Nicaea, 325 A.D. We have the Chalcedonian Definition, 451 A.D. The God-man that the Son of God was uh, literally born of the Spirit that according to his Godhead before the foundation of the world is what it states, which is a lie. No spirit father, spirit senior, birth a spirit junior in heaven. There is no spirit junior. There's only one spirit. So therefore, the devil has got us off the track, Satan himself, and attacking the revelation of Christ. So God will restore that revelation. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn. He will heal us. He has smitten. He will bind us up. Hosea 6. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, which we're in now, he will raise us up and we will live in his sight. If we follow him to know the Lord, we have to know him. His going forth is prepared as a morning. He will come to us as a rain, the former and the latter. 
Now, that latter rain is the last great rain of his strength, which is yet to be fulfilled. And anybody says that all things are already done when uh, a third of this book is prophecy and most of it has not been fulfilled as yet. For this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for witness in all nations, and then the end will come. And the heavens must receive Jesus until the times of the restitution of all things. What's all things? The things of things of faith. Because Jesus said, I have many things to tell you, disciples. You're not able to bear them now. Does that mean you never will? No, he said, but when the comfort of the Holy Ghost has come, he's going to speak of me. For all the Father's given is given unto me. Therefore, I said he would speak of me and show you things which will come to pass. Paul said it again. I had not seen nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man. What is that? But it is revealed by the Spirit to those that love him. Even the deep things of God, they will be revealed. The Holy Ghost will lead and guide the body of Christ into all truth, not partial truth, all truth. So the whole creation moaneth and groaneth in pain to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God. And we which also have the first fruits of the Spirit, the church, the body of Christ, do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption. How long? To wit, the redemption of our bodies. Our bodies aren't redeemed yet. So there's still more to come. <laughs> and that is the final last great reign of his strength. Acts 2 is a former reign, moderately. It began the Pentecostal reign of the Holy Ghost. We find Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John revealing the four faces of Jesus, lion, man, ox, and eagle, which is the cherubim of Genesis 3 and the flaming sword turning every which way to keep the way of the tree of life. Jesus is the that spirit. Jesus in his four faces is that capital C cherubim in Genesis 3. So Matthew proclaimed Jesus as the line of the tribe of Judah. Mark proclaimed him as the face of a man. Luke proclaimed him as the face of an ox, the suffering servant. And John proclaimed him as the face of an eagle. Lion, man, accent, ox and eagle, which is the face of Jesus in his four faces in the cherubim, that living creature, God himself, the first beginning of the creation of God, who created all things. Now we see in 2 Corinthians 3, this work of the ministry will be in and through the body of Christ. Because he said in Ephesians 4.12, he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Well, is the body of Christ perfected yet? Is our faith growth exceedingly? And the charity of everyone aboundeth one toward another? Are we in the unity of the faith? No. There's still strife among the brethren. There's still strife among the churches of various denominations. And Paul said, because of this, is, are you still not yet carnal? Because it be envy and strife, malice, hate. In the body of Christ, are you still not yet carnal? To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life. 
Whosoever you yield your members as servants to obey him, but the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness. And we're made the righteousness of God in Christ, who knew no sin, became sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, whom the forerunner has already entered in. So God has shown forth his, his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. Then he goes and said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Well, what is that treasure? Well, that treasure is in and through and by Christ alone. We know that in Colossians 2, verse 1 through 9. Because Paul tells us explicitly at the church at Colossia that this is your full mystery of understanding, this mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, the full assurance of the understanding of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Why is it a mystery? Well, Jesus said in John 16, he said, before I have spoke to you in parables, but the time cometh that I'll speak no more in parables, but I'll show you plainly of the Father. And at that time, you will ask in my name, and I say not, I'll pray the Father for you. For the Father's loved you and has given me all things. And that's the reason the disciples said, now, Jesus, we know you know all things. You know the hour you're coming. You, because you've been glorified with the Father's own self, you went back to your former glory of the Father, glorified with the Father's own self, John 17, 5. But Jesus didn't stop there. He said uh, that God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we, the body of Christ, have this treasure, this treasure in earthen vessels. Well, where is Christ revealed now? The living epistles, lively stones, a royal priesthood, where it's built up a spiritual house, whereby we offer praises unto God. Because we see in Colossians 2, that he says, in him, in whom, that is in Christ, are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Everything that we have in the revelation of Jesus, the revelation of God himself, is in Christ. And Christ is in us. And Christ, revealing the kingdom office, is not the Father, the Word, Holy Ghost, Son of God, Father is the administration, administrative office of the Spirit. The Word is the expression office of the Spirit, revealing His thought, plan, purpose, and will. The Holy Ghost is a power office of the Spirit of God. The Son of God is a redemption office of the Spirit of God. But the Son of Man, the Son of Man office is the kingdom office of the Spirit. And we find that in Daniel 7, 13, that when he came to the Ancient of Days, well, who's the Ancient of Days? Jesus Christ himself, the Spirit. And he that sat upon the throne and the son of man came unto the ancient of days. Somebody said, well, it sounds like there's two there. Now the son of man includes the body of Christ. The son of man is Jesus, the head, and we, the body of the Christ, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and is dominion of which there shall be no end. It's the kingdom office of the spirit. And everyone that has Christ in them 
is led and guided by that unction of the Holy One, not a Holy Trinity, a Holy One. 1 John 2.20. So what, what is this that we're called for? What is this treasure? It says in him, or head, all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Then he said, let no man deceive you by any means. Because they will come against this Christ, against his anointing, Antichrist in the last days. And how do we know what these are? Well, we know that they, simply because they work miracles, that that does not necessarily mean that they are of God. Janice and Jambres, when Moses threw down his rod, so did they. Of course, Moses' rod, the snake ate up Janice and Jambres' snakes. We understand that. God will always prevail. But we'll find in Revelation 16, 13, that there are three unclean spirits like frogs because they do not understand that God is one. There's only one spirit. The spirit working in many different offices and functions of that one spirit, working in and of himself, they have divided it into persons. Some mysterious Godhead with two or three or more, or one is where Jesus, the flesh, the man, even in glorification, that anthropos, that mediator between God and man, is still not God, but has God in him. Wrong. Unless you know the man Christ Jesus is that spirit, is that God. In his humiliation, he was a man just like us. Tempted in all points like as we are. Becoming one of us made in, under the law to redeem us that were under the law. When he fulfilled that law, in the days of his flesh, not as a God-man, but as a man through the eternal spirit. Then he took the ordinance of that law and nailed it to his cross, thereby breaking down the middle wall of partition, thereby making peace, and of the twain, God and all mankind. That law that was an enmity or enemy of all of us, that ministration of death, that ministration of condemnation. And what if we could not, uh, by the works of that law, no flesh be saved. And what that law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Somebody said, well, that's the father telling the son to go down. No, it's the word that was made flesh. Well, then how did God send forth his son? Galatians 4 verse 4 tells you how. In the fullness of time, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made in under the law to redeem us that were under the law. So he became a man. In all things, God himself was made like unto his brethren. Then in all things, he's made like unto us. For as much then are the children or partakers of flesh and blood. Hebrews 2. God himself took part of the same. In the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He fulfilled that law in every area. That's the reason he could not begin his ministry until age 30. Because the law states the high priest takes his office at age 30. Numbers 4. Jesus fulfilling his own law in the days of his flesh. Who was that? Isaiah 59, 16. 
Isaiah 63, 5, God will look for a man. He has to have a man. He was amazed he could find none. Therefore, his own arm, the arm of flesh, brought salvation unto me, God said. God worked salvation in and of himself alone. Prepared himself a body in under the law. Tempted at all points like as we are yet without sin. Then, as a free will offering, Jesus said, no man taketh my life from me. I freely laid down. He's a free will offering. I have power to lay it down. I have power to receive it again. This I've received of my Father. Well, who is that? Jesus said, destroy this temple in three days. I will raise it up, John 2. No man can raise up his own body except he be God. Jesus raised up his own body just as he said he would. Therefore, in John 10, 30, said, I and my Father are one. But in the days of his flesh, he's one of us fulfilling the law. Therefore, he wants to bring many sons unto glory. That was the reason for the redemption, justification, and sanctification, and ultimate glorification of, of mankind. So, there Jesus fulfilled that law, took the ordinances of that law that were contrary to us, which were enmity with us, an enemy of ours, and nailed it to his cross, breaking down the middle wall of partition, that wall that parted God from man, thereby making one new man. Who's that new man? Well, the first Adam, 1 Corinthians fifteen forty-five. that first Adam was made a living soul. The second Adam was made a quickening spirit, not a spiritual man, a quickening spirit, small s. Why? Because he's, when he died on that cross, gave up the ghost, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. The spirit there was glorified with the Father's own self and the body raised incorruptible, glorified with the Father's own self. That man has entered into a place that no other man can because he's God. We'll be sons and daughters of God, but we find that in First, first uh, uh, Timothy 6.15. He said that Jesus Christ, the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, the almighty God, who only hath immortality, now, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God who only hath immortality is Jesus only. Dwelling in the light, housing permanently in that light. God is light, which no man, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Peter, James, John, nobody, Paul, nobody can enter into nor see nor can see. Jesus Christ is entered in. And we find that in Revelation 3.21. The him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. That's the power that I had in the days of my flesh to raise you up. That I paid redemption and prepared a place for you in the days of my flesh and in my glory. But where did you go, Jesus? Even as I am overcame. And even as I overcame and him set, S-E-T, not S-I-T, set down, but S-E-T, a state of glory forever settled. Even as I overcame and am set, S-E-T, down where? With my father in his throne. He's God. And Jesus stated in John 8, 24, 
except you believe that I, the man, am he, the Father. You shall die in your sins. So therefore, it is an unction from the Holy One. That Holy One is Christ Jesus in you. And that's the reason why we have the unction from the Holy One. And you know all truth, no lies of the truth. Look at 1 John 2, 22. Who is a liar but he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, the Spirit, and every office of that Spirit. Every office of that Spirit is Christ. And who is a liar? How do you know who is a liar? Who's telling the truth? Everyone sitting behind a pulpit. Jesus said, and all that say to me, Lord, Lord, are going to be able to enter in. Well, then how do you know the truth? Who's, it says, who's, who is a liar? 1 John 2, 22, who is a liar? But he that denieth that Jesus is the Christ, the Christ. He is Antichrist, something in lieu of this Christ, this revelation that has denied the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. He's all offices of that one spirit. And he's also denied the Son. Why? Because the Son is that Father revealed. Same spirit. He that acknowledges the Son hath the Father also. Why? Because the Son is the Father revealed. Same spirit. There's not another. Then it says in 1 John 5, 1, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, is that spirit, and all offices of that spirit, is born of God. So where are we headed in the work of the ministry? What is this treasure that now is hid in Christ? All things are hid in him of treasures and wisdom and knowledge. That's Christ. And we find in 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11, that Peter tells us who Christ is. He says that all the Old Testament prophets search diligently into the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. Moses, Samuel, all of the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Daniel, all the way to Malachi. Every one of those prophets prophesied by the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God that was in them. It wasn't Moses prophesying. It was Jesus in Moses. That's the reason you find on the Mount of Transfiguration and a mountain apart that he takes with him, Peter, James, and John, and he's transfigured before them, but they see Moses and Elijah with Jesus. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build here three booths, three sukkahs, three tabernacles, not three Pentecostals, Shabbat. No, sukkahs. It speaks in alluding of the last days in the tabernacles, the final glory, the latter reign, the last great reign of his strength where Jesus will be revealed in fullness of power in and through his body, in fullness of measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. He says there, there was Peter, James, and John. Peter said, Lord, it's good for us to be here. Let us build three sukkahs, three booths, Three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. But he wist not what he said. He didn't know why he said it. And then we find after they have rose up in a great terror upon them, Peter, James, and John, they saw Jesus only. Now, what does that tell us? It wasn't Moses doing those judgment miracles upon Egypt. 
in the Exodus. It was Jesus and Moses, Christ that was in Moses, prophesying by the Christ that was in him. It wasn't Elijah doing the kingdom miracles that he did. It was Jesus in him. And Jesus did redemption miracles, showing that he is the life and the resurrection in healing the sick, cleansing the leper, raising the dead, casting out devils, opening blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame one, kept it going free. And blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in thee. But it's all Jesus only. They have the revelation of Christ. So when they come down from that mountain, the disciples, why, why the disciples of John say that Elijah must first come? Jesus said, Elijah truly must first come and restore all things. Why? Because the heavens must receive Jesus to the times of the restitution of all things. Acts 3.21. That is Malachi 4. Remember my servant Moses. Behold, I send you Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. He shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, children to the fathers. So there must be children and there must be fathers. Fathers in 1 John 2, 12 through 14, whosoever has an ear to hear, let him hear, is not the newborn babes in Christ that desire than sincere muck of the word they may grow thereby. They're not the little children that their sins have been forgiven and they've known the father. They know the father. That's the little children. They know Jesus is the father of glory. It's not, I write to you young men because your word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. That's spoken of in Revelation, the second and third chapter, the overcomers. But there's still a higher glory than young men, the overcomers. That's overcome the wicked one, overcome the world, the devil, and their own flesh, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust. Then there's one more stage, one more step, one more level of glory, and that is fathers. John said, I've written to you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. That's the word of God. That's Christ. That is the word. That's God himself. You've known him that's from the beginning. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. The fathers know him that's from the beginning. You'll find that these cherubim, these living creatures, these fathers that have reached that level, have eyes before and behind them. They know the eyes and revelation of the old wine the Old Testament, and as before them, the new wine, because they're the new wineskins, the new thing that God will do, the great thing that God will do in this last days. For the people of God will be strong and do exploits, exploitations, things that have never been done before. God is preparing his body for it now. But we must understand that it's Christ in us. For we to live, and walk in the light as he's in the light, is to reveal Christ, not us, but Christ in us. Paul put it this way in Galatians 2.20. I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And somebody said, well, if it's not you, Paul, then who's living in you? Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith 
of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What is this faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is he doing? He's walking in the light as he's in the light in present truth. Now, Paul spoke of a time of the cherubim, cherubim of glory shadowing the mercy seat of which now he said, I can't speak particularly about this. Hebrews 9, 5. And that's what we'll be bringing to you. What God is revealing now to his body, not for any of our own righteousness or our own holiness, but simply as command for the God to seal his people and wear the shoe shine, boys, pop the rag, shine your shoes as servants, and we need to hear from you. If this strikes a chord in a witness of the Holy Ghost, then you need to call. We need to get together in the unity of the faith for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, whom he did foreknow, according to the foreknowledge of God, them he did predestinate. That's according to the foreknowledge of God. To be conformed to his son, not something less, to be conformed to his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he did predestinate, them he called. Now, there's many called, few chosen. Why? We must go on. We must press toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, be thus minded. That's a mind that we have to have in that mind of Christ. That this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God. Thought it not Robert to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. But made himself of no reputation, emptied out of glory, humbled himself. We're to have that same humility. Broken, humble, and the contrite spirit. Jesus now is revealed in and through the body of Christ as living epistles of him. We don't live for ourselves. We live unto him. And those that he predestinate, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Justification by faith. And those that he justified, them he also glorified. To be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Not something less but to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Well, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus. But we have this treasure. There's the treasures of Christ. There's the treasures to be revealed in the last days. Is this not sealed up among my treasures to be revealed in the last days, saith God? Oh, that they were wise, that they consider or understand and know their latter end. To the law to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, and to the testimony, the testimony of Jesus, Revelation 19, 10, if any speak not according to this word, it is because there's no life in them. No light, the light's a life. Life is the light. No life, no light in them. To the law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, not our own will, not to denominational beliefs, catechisms and apologetics and and uh, doctrines and dogmas, but to the Lord Jesus Christ. Know and believe me and understand that I am he, God said. He is God and there's not another. So who is this? Jesus said, I want you to know, after his resurrection, all power, Matthew 28, 18, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He's glorified with the Father's own self. Acts 2, 36, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that same Jesus whom you crucified, that man, God hath made him, elevated him, both Lord, Jehovah God Almighty, and Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost. 
Acts 2.36. He is a blessed and only potentate, 1 Timothy 6.15, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto nor see, nor can see. He is the Lord God Almighty, the Alpha and Omega, beginning and end, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. Now, we'll be breaking down the book of the Revelation, not according chronological order, but according to the witness and the Hebraic design of the ABCDRI, the Hebrew ABCDRI in Psalm 119, the Aloph through the Tav, 22 letters, each one having a numerical value and each one having a picture that goes with it. And each chapter in the book of the Revelation of 22 chapters has that design revealing Jesus and the work of the ministry. We'll get into that. We need to hear from you. If this strikes a chord and you think, yes, we are in the last of the last days. Yes, we must press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. As many as be perfect, uh, be thus minded. If this moves you, we know you're going to perfection. We have to be in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God. That's not just knowing him after the Spirit. Not knowing him after the flesh, but after the Spirit. But not just knowing him there for the, just knowing him there would know him in his person and work. The work of the ministry. What we're called for to do in obedience. You see in Matthew 7, Jesus said, not saying to me, Lord, Lord, we'll be able to enter in. Well, those were save their little children. They know he's the father. They know he's the Lord Jehovah God Almighty. But Jesus said, not all that say unto me that we'll be able to enter in, but only those that do the will of God. The only ones that do the will of my father, which is in heaven. Many will say, Lord, we've cast out devils in your name. We've done many wonderful works in your name. We have prophesied in your name. And he'll say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you that work iniquity. Lawlessness, you weren't led of the spirit of God. For you did not do the will of my father. You didn't do it. You didn't reach that level of young men, the word of God being strong in you and overcoming the wicked one. You did not obey and do the will of God, obedience unto righteousness. You had the Holy Ghost, but you just did not walk in the light as he's in the light. You missed the mark. Now that's a frightful saying. So Jesus he said, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earth and vessels. That's Christ. In him are hid all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Now it's being revealed. Jesus said, before I spoke to you in Proverbs, now I'm showing you plainly the Father. I'm showing you things this book's not sealed anymore. Because the Lamb slain has, has prevailed to open the seals of this book. And it's coming forth right now. Now we're finding all kinds, wars, rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places. Of course, we've seen these signs. And we find pestilences, plagues. We've got the COVID. And we've had Ebola, HIV. We've seen the plagues, the locust plagues, Madagascar and in Africa. All these are the beginning of sorrows, birth pangs. But it's going to increase just as birth pangs does on a woman in travail. And Jesus said, this is I'm going to show my four faces in you, Christ in you, to reveal witnesses unto him, both in Judea, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the most parts of the earth. That's what we're called to do.
for the work of the ministry. The perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the edifying of the body of Christ, which every joint supplies, the body has to come together. Many ministers are trying to do this on their own. And they're pressing for it. They're reading, they're praying, they're fasting. But it's when the body compacted together, whichever joint supplies, the bones have to come together in a unity of the faith. And bones, joined to bones, is a joint. The joining together in the body of Christ, not denominations, the true body of Christ, of which every joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. It has to come together. And it comes together through prophecy, the preaching of the word of God. There, God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There's the treasure, Christ in you, the hope of glory. The Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. We all with open face, there we have to be open. No open face. We all with open face, but holding is in a glass. The word of God, the word of God, the glass, the crystal sea, the knowledge of God before the throne of God. Deep calleth unto the deep, answers by the water spout. The moving of the Holy Ghost stirring us up to heavenly, to the heavenly realm. Behold, in the glass, the glory of the Lord are changed. We're changed into the very same image from glory to glory. So what we're saying, friend, is God has now called us from babies to little children. We know the Father. We've known that for a long time in the Pentecostal uh, apostolic realm that Jesus is the Father of glory. Now higher glory. Young men, have you done the will of God? The word of God is strong in you. You've overcome the wicked one. How did you do that? Well, Romans 12, 1. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world. Get the world out. Any man love the world, love fathers not any. For all, all that is of the world. We have a worldly church now. People love it. Keeping to themselves, teachers having itching ears, heady, high-minded, truce breakers, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, disobedience to parents, unthankful, unholy, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof. Somebody said, we're not denying the power. Oh, we're, we're prophesying in Baal. The biggest thing that is the deception going through the land is Revelation 16, 13. There's three unclean spirits like frogs, a trinity doctrine. Three unclean spirits like frogs, which are the spirits of devils working miracles. Working miracles, yes. Coming out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. Tune into the podcast. We will be focusing on that scarlet-colored beast, the mark of it, the number of a man, how it is a false Christ and strong delusion that those who do not walk in the light will be deceived and must be sealed there in that apocalyptic sealing in Revelation 7, which is the impregnation of the sealing of that word of God in them through the Son of Man, the Father, Word, the Holy Ghost, Son of God, all of those offices there Father, administrative office of the Spirit, word, the expression office of the Spirit, 
uh, the Holy Ghost, power, office of the Spirit, Son of God, redemption, office of the Spirit, Son of Man, kingdom, office of the Spirit, that kingdom, office of the Son of Man. Notice that it says there in John, if you'll take a look there in John, if, if you'll take a look in your Bibles, in John, uh, the sixth chapter, and verse 26 and 27. And this is where we, the body of Christ, are. Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you shall seek me, not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. That's where the church is today, the worldly church, is in a prosperity gospel. Give God a dollar, he'll give you ten. Houses, lands, and cars. Not understanding and realizing you're not on the call to believe on Jesus, but also to suffer for his namesake. Now, tribulation, persecution, for the word's sake, is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God that we all might be accounted worthy of the kingdom of God for which we suffer. Now, with that said, notice the next verse in verse 27. Labor not for the meat, which perisheth. Don't look for the worldly goods down here. But for that meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man. Notice he doesn't say Son of God. Son of Man. He's using his kingdom office. He's the head. We're the body. It includes you. Every member in the body of Christ, Son of Man, shall give unto you. For him hath God the Father seal. Fregizo, which is to stamp and secreted. It is the mark, the sealing of God of the tav, the law through the tav, the tav in the forehead, in the mind of Christ, in the body of Christ, which we must receive in Revelation 7 in order to stand. And that is as the tav or the wa, the sixth letter with a crown over it, making, making that Zane, which we see in Revelation 7, means that it is impregnated to, to bring forth the spirit, the spirit into the physical. And that's what God's about to do in the work of the ministry, revealing his spirit, Jesus Christ himself, into this earth. And it will be a living epistle there of Jesus Christ, a royal priesthood manifest in the earth. A lot of people call it the Melchizedek ministry. King priest will reign in the earth with the Lord a thousand years. It is very true. We must prepare for it. We must believe the truth. And he said there, we all with open face beholding in the glass, this, this same glory of the Lord are changed into the very same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, not us, but him. God is doing it now. It's all Christ in Christ and through Christ. Nothing of us, all through him. So we must, as young men, be overcomers. The Word of God being strong in us. But there is another level of glory in fathers, the living creatures, the joy, the lion, man, calf, and eagle, which are the living creatures, Revelation 4 and 5, which are the redeemed. And we'll get into that in uh, particular, focusing on that work of the ministry. Tune into the podcast. If this has bore a witness with you in the Holy Ghost, please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact me, Post Office Box 2906, Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Again, Post Office Box 29, 
0606 Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or you can contact us on the website, dennisbeard.org or sealinggodspeople.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's do it in the unity of the faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God, the body of Christ speaking the same thing, one mind and one accord. We look forward to hearing from you. Drop us a line at the post office box or give us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold the real Jesus.